Do you consider yourself resilient? And what does that mean to you? In this podcast, Resilient Entrepreneurs with 241, we chat with business owners about what resilience means to them as they share their inspiring stories and life lessons. What we've learned running our own businesses, you're never alone, even when it feels like it. So tune in anytime to this podcast. We're always here for you, celebrating resilient entrepreneurs just like you. We're Lauren Vicky from 241, a marketing company for early stage business owners who want to launch, grow, and be resilient. Laura, today's conversation, I've been waiting, so excited to have this conversation with you and here we are. We want to tuck into the whole AI conversation and acknowledge that for some of our audience, this is going to be the first time they've heard about many of these applications that we're talking about. And of course, for others, they will already be using them and navigating them like professional prompt engineers. So yeah, some people probably won't know what a prompt engineer is, but you will by the end of this episode. <laughs> I think I learned that new that phrase this week. I mean, yeah, AI is everything. It's everything that we're talking about. Uh, we talk about it a lot between us because it has such a big place in marketing. And we're excited about the place in marketing. But we think and we know from people we've talked to that it's quite overwhelming and quite terrifying what AI might be, what it might be capable of, the things. But honestly, the way I look at it and why I'm excited to talk about it today is it's an incredible tool that is going to increase our productivity, our efficiency, going to buy us time back. It's going to get integrated into so many things we already use and do. So let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Don't be afraid of it. And let's figure out how we can use it to make our lives better, faster, easier. I'm all for it. Yeah, me too. I, I love that mindset. I did want to mention right up front, back, I don't know how many decades ago, the calculator was introduced to us on the mainstream. Do you remember? I mean, we were mm -hmm. in school and it was, you know, you had your special calculators for the extreme math. <laughs> I just call it extreme math. <laughs> It wasn't my favorite subject, but the point is calculators were this new thing that people were kind of, there was chatter about, well, once you have calculators, then people will forget how to count, right? But calculators are now just such an everyday part of our life. So I think it's important to have that frame of mind where this doesn't have to, it's going to change our life. Absolutely. And we don't really know exactly how. And it's also just going to make life easier, faster, better, and everything else morphs from it. I just, I yeah. like that frame of I reference because it's such a simple thing that we all adapted to very well. Yeah, and that's a good point because we adapt to technology faster now than ever before. I mean, I think it took two months for ChatGPT to go from a million users to a hundred million users. Never in history has anything been adopted that fast. Even smartphones took months and months, maybe years to be adapted. To, to be able to just accept it and reach that level of interest is incredible in two months. So I think it's exciting. I think it says to me that people are um, less afraid of technology. I think we are much less afraid now than we were even just a few years ago, but it's happening so rapidly. I think that's the part that has people hesitating a little bit, like, what is this thing? And of course, there's already videos on the dark side of ChatGPT and people have gotten it to say weird things. And of course, there's all of that. There's always going to be the people that are going to take it to the extreme and figure it out. When I look at it, it's the most incredible brainstorming tool we have ever had. Now, the entire history of knowledge 
that is out there on the web is accessible via this tool, which can help you with brainstorming, ideation, coming up with all kinds of ideas for any kind of content you might ever need. And I think that as a marketer is what makes me most excited. It's like, often we look at that blank page, right? Vicki, you're a writer. So you know that blank page syndrome when you have to write something and there's a, mm-hmm. a blog, say an article, a social media caption, and there's just mm-hmm. that blank page and you were not feeling particularly creative that day. That's stressful. You can sit there and waste time. You can procrastinate. You can go off and do something else just to avoid <laughs> trying to get that first sentence. <laughs> I know I've done it. I'm so guilty of that. Yeah, yeah. but what ChatGPT does is it's like you can just prompt it. We got to talk about the importance of like good prompts, but you can prompt it with something. The first thing that get write me a social media post about accounting or about whatever, or just give it the first thing and then let it start brainstorming or give me your top 10 ideas for social media for whatever XYZ yeah. business. And I've seen um, a prompt, t- give me 10 different Twitters, oh, sorry, tweets. Give me 10 different tweets about a topic and just like that. Oh, the yeah. speed is what's incredible about ChatGPT. I mean, you can, I don't recommend necessarily doing this, but you can ask it to write you a 500 word essay on for your history class. You know, if you're a college <laughs> student, right? Yeah. You can do that and it will do that. There are some caveats, which I've been doing a lot of research about lately. It's what most people think is while 90% of it is probably accurate and probably pretty good, there's still that 10% that could be wrong, could be have mistakes. And it's going to sound like a robot wrote it still. So the human element still is needed in no matter what. Like yes. no matter what, you still need the human element Absolutely. in whatever you do. I know an, a newspaper editor here in Brisbane who said that they've been using it in the newsroom and they use it a lot. They're also reporting on current affairs. And chat GPT is only current up until 2021. The other thing it does is if you put a name of somebody in there, it will research on the web like you would with Google and pull all kinds of information about that name. And she has had an example where it researched the wrong person and included that in the article. So clearly human management is still required. Just before we go too deep into chat GTP, which I have a feeling is going to be kind of the primary application that we talk about in this episode, even though there's uh, millions of of AI applications, let's just back up a little bit for the people who may not yet be familiar with chat GPT. Yeah, absolutely. Because I actually was talking to someone the other day who had never heard of it. And I was quite surprised. But I just think it's because it's I'm so in the wormhole of it. <laughs> I, I can't imagine other people aren't, but it's absolutely true that they're not. And, you know, I still wonder like teachers, kids, students. I mean, I have a teenage son. So of course I'm very aware of the possibilities yeah. um, and the pros and cons of all that, but there are still a lot of people that, that never heard of it. So what is it? What is it? Okay. Um, hey, Laura, I'm going to type in to chat GPT. How would you describe chat GPT? And uh, here's what it says. Hi, I'm ChatGPT, a language model trained by OpenAI. I've been trained using a vast corpus of text data to generate human-like responses to a wide range of prompts and questions. My purpose is to assist users in generating coherent and meaningful responses. It's very formal, isn't it? Providing information and engaging in conversations on a wide variety of topics. I use natural language processing techniques to understand the context and meaning of text inputs or prompt inputs 
and I generate appropriate responses. My knowledge and responses are constantly evolving as I continue to learn from new data and new user interactions. Yeah. Did, that, did that explain it the way you think? Yeah. It's basically a, yeah. a, a robot online that can assist you with anything you want. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, the results are incredible. And already over 100 million people are already using this, like have already adopted this. Then mm -hmm. imagine how much faster it's going to be improving because <laughs> it needs to improve. It's not perfect. It's, and it'll be a while, I think, before it is, or if it ever gets to perfect. But it's just, it's going to take a while to adapt. But I think the really special thing is it's open AI, right? So that's the whole point. It's meant to be open. It's meant to be free. It's meant to be multi-use, multi-purpose. But that also is a bit of what holds it back because it's generalized. So where I think AI is going to take off, and we're really starting to see it, is in how it can be incorporated into other platforms that have a much more specific, detailed purpose. So for example, we use Kajabi for our website, right? That's what we build our courses and, and all of our things on is on Kajabi. Kajabi has now integrated AI so that you can build out your course using AI prompts straight from the title of the course down to the different um, lesson plans down to, you know, and descriptive everything. Like it, it basically just breaks it all down for you and works within the Kajabi website. I said, we're already using, which will now make it, I don't know, 10, 20, 50 times easier to use. I mean, what is the exponential factor of AI? It's huge. It is incredible. And because we were using Kajabi already for a couple of years now, several years now, um, to see this, this content production, this creator, added as a layer over something that we were already familiar with was astounding because now it's writing um, a course outline, lesson content, social media content, um, sales email, website landing pages. It writes all the content. Now, of course, like you said, as a human, we need to direct it through the prompts of what it is we want and in what tone of voice we can ask. It can spit out something like what I just read was quite formal. I could ask it to write it again. This is ChatGTP. I could ask it to write it again with some humor and it'll actually include a joke. It'll lighten it up, but it'll change the tone of voice. It is really, it's a remarkable replication of a person. And it's not just for writing. So people who are listening thinking, well, I don't do a lot of writing. It's also a task-oriented engine. So I've heard examples of people who've said, uh, ChatGTP, write me a spreadsheet, draft me a spreadsheet, and search for all the email addresses of people with these parameters. So maybe it's um, companies that were recently hiring engineers, and you'll get your spreadsheet just like that. This is something that would normally take a virtual assistant or yourself hours to do and it's just pulling all this data and, and providing it and again you'll want to check the quality of it but wow what a fantastic base yeah yeah I mean I've heard uses of somebody putting in the prompts act as if you are a professional coach life coach yeah. and talk me through my problems asking me questions until you think you know how to respond and how to give me advice and then give me advice and literally did that 
that's the type of stuff that to me is like, whoa, but there's, that's what we've got to learn is where, how we can be better at prompting it to give us the responses that the quality of responses, right? So the more quality input you put in, this is where the human element is really important, right? You've got to put in really good quality prompt and you can make your prompts really long. You know, if you're writing something in the style of act like a marketing expert and write this or act like a consultant and give me a feedback on this or act like an editor and proofread this copy. And you can put in your own copy. You can put in hundreds and hundreds of words of your own copy. Copy and paste it. Yeah. Yeah. And it will proofread it. It'll improve it. You can say, add humor in this or make this more, whatever it is, or summarize it, which can be really useful. Yeah. as well if, if you have a 20 page of- document and you need to write the executive summary boom haven't tried it but i would love to there's some limitations in words that you can input but you could probably do it section by section that way okay. but that also leads me to something else because there's so much more than chat gpt out there right now and that's what we're getting really excited about is all the like more specialized uses that ai is finding and all these new sites new things that are coming out i recently found word tune mm. phenomenal I, it's like Grammarly on steroids. And I like Grammarly. Probably a lot of people here have heard about Grammarly, right? You can add it to Chrome and you can use it in your Google Docs or anything, you know, your emails, and it will tell you where the grammar's off or there's a spelling mistake and it can easily fix it for you. You know, someone who, you know, writes a lot of social media captions. I hate making spelling mistakes. So it solved that problem. Yeah. But WordTune now takes it to another level. You can change if you want the tone of your writing to be more formal or more casual or it can rewrite things for you, or, you know, you can just ask it to rewrite a sentence because it's just not feeling right. And then it'll give you different options and you just pick the one you like, but it helps to summarize content, helps to rewrite. It's phenomenal, will really help writers to like take it to the next level. And I think that's really great for students because I think that'll help teach them how to really improve a quality of writing. So WordTune is my new um, favorite writing tool. And um, also noticing that, Canva, who's my favorite designing tool these days, although I'm still an Adobe purist, but I do dabble in Canva when needed, especially for social media content, but now they're integrating AI. Still a little weird. The AI image generation, I'm not 100% sold on. Some of these sites are getting better than others. Yeah, it's Uh, interesting, right? Because it has to create an image from other elements that it finds it can't take a whole image if you ask for a boy with a yellow duck it can't take an image that already exists of a boy with a yellow duck it has to create its own so you see all these composite elements being smushed together and really scary looking humans (laughs) the people are really freaky i i've I've tried playing around with kids in a classroom smiling and some of those kids are very alien it's a little (laughs) But there's definitely others I've seen create some amazing things, like especially anything fantasy related. If you really want to do something more out there, I think it does that much better or abstract or expressionism, like stuff that's not so realistic yet. But I do think that's going to improve. That's definitely going to improve. But then there's a question of copyright. There's a lot of issues about that. What's going to be really fascinating is watching the lawyers and how they handle Talking about lawyers, chat GPT can be your law, can offer legal opinions because it can scour all the legislation, all the precedent cases, all the other judge judgments, and look at what the intent is, what the precedent is, 
and tell you uh, a probable outcome. Wow. That's crazy. That's great. I would like to see law firms figure out how to integrate AI into their business. Agreed. I mean, I think they're going to have to because I think you're going to, they're going to have to specialize and people are going to, people are going to have to change how they do their job. Like generalists are going to have a harder time than specialists. I think you've got to specialize in what you do, what you're expert in now more than ever, and then figure out how to integrate AI into what you do to make what you do even better. Like, you know what I mean? I think there's going to yeah. be a little shift in how we work, what we do over the next few months. It's, I would say years was not even years. It's yeah. months. Yeah. Things are coming so rapidly. Yeah. I feel like as soon as this, this, this is published, it's already like yeah. yeah, I'm hesitant to record anything about it for that very reason. We'll be looking back on it in three months and laughing. Oh, my goodness, we were only there in three months, three months ago. But uh, to your point about people being better at their job and tapping into the human element of what we do and why we do it, from our standpoint, we're embracing it because it's going to eliminate or certainly reduce the time spent on task-oriented work. But the strategy you know, and the personal touch and their vision and the brainstorming, that is still inherent in us. And that is what makes us unique. That's why people work with us in marketing their business because of what we bring to the table. And other people will bring similar things, but in a different way. And it's that human essence that I believe this technology will never be able to replace. And lawyers as well. I mean, you choose a lawyer based on who you trust so it's not just the stuff that they're outputting and giving your legal opinions on. There's, a, there's always a human element. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why now more than ever, like personal branding is going to be so key. Like we have to build our personal brands, like all of us. Be out there, be who you are, be yourself, raw, unfiltered, unperfect. Because, you know, we went so far, especially like when Instagram first came out, for example, they came out with a ton of filters. Like, and Snapchat too, like all the filters and everyone was over filtering and trying to be this perfect, ideal, superhuman, which wasn't realistic, but it looked good, right? For the gram, it looked good. But then it, that started to shift and people wanted to see more real, you know, more just natural humans, flawed humans, people making mistakes. The stuff that really went viral is the stuff that's like the craziest, the silliest, the most raw, the most deep stuff. And I think that is what we're going to want more and more. And we're going to want to see real people. You're going to be able to tell, at least for a good while, what is AI generated, because there's AI generated avatars that can speak your voice. I love it. I am a big fan of that one. That scares me so much. But it's it's out there. It's real. It's already out there and you can already use it. Yeah. Synthesia and there's other ones too. Um, Where you can create your own avatar with your own voice and you can record it doing whatever it wants, whatever you want it to do and say. Um, Yeah. I love that because it helps people have a visual presence. It helps to bring a human element to the technology. And some people just don't want to be on camera right? But they understand the power of it. And I don't see it as hiding because you've put yourself into the avatar and your own voice. And also just, I'm sure that'll cut down time of doing live recordings. Do you know? Yeah. I'm just so excited to see where that goes. (laughs) 
<laughs> what I want to see that I do, and especially in the short term, is just people being really honest about it being AI. So if you're, if it's Great. you, that's one thing. If it's your avatar, but if you're using an AI avatar or you know virtual, one of the free ones, like, that say isn't that you. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say that it is. I'm I'm Laura's AI assistant to help you today with whatever it is, yeah. and that could be amazing on your Fun. website. Right, you could have that on your website to talk about how to use the product or the, you know, whatever. Onboarding a new client. Yeah. yeah. Or if you're a business that needs to train your employees, what a great way to do it instead of just a whole oh, yeah. bunch of slides that they're going to fall asleep in front of. Like, let's get interactive and yeah. Great. Exactly. And I do what I foresee in the future is we all kind of develop our own AI that works for what we need. So we'll ha all have sort of our own virtual AI assistant. They'll be able to help us with writing, content creation, you know, whatever video, background removal, something or whatever we need. And but it'll learn our style, our brand, our voice, our way of doing things, what we need. And that's going to be game changing. Like it's already game changing right now. Everything is shifted. But once we have our very own more so than the Alexa in our house that we ask to play music and gets to know, like even way beyond that, it will be a very personal assistant. And that's going to be, yeah. oh, I'm excited about that. It takes me to that movie where the guy fell in love with the robot, the Android. Yeah. And it felt so fut futuristic. I don't know if you know that movie, but it's that a great really, one. That was a 1980s mannequin. Was that the one you're thinking yes, about? Yes, yes, yes. Is yeah. that it? Yeah. <gasps> fantastic <laughs> yeah feels yeah. so futuristic and here we are right here in the middle of it all yeah and i'm sure there's going to be some stories of people marrying their computers and <laughs> all kinds it hasn't of crazy. already happened <laughs> uh, yeah maybe i don't know i don't know but um but i do think what i do want people to know is that technology is always going to come it's always and it's going to grow faster than we can ever imagine and it's taking off and understand it learn about it don't be afraid of it try it out find what you need find what's going to work for you and improve your life leave the rest it's okay don't stress about it but just understand it and know that our kids our grandkids are going to be <laughs> having a ball with all of this and they're going to be able to do incredible things with it and um, you just got to understand it. Just know about it and, and don't have fear of it. And yeah, I don't know. Like me, get excited. I mean, I, I equate it to driving a car or buying a car. You don't need to understand how the engine works to, to drive a car or buy a car. Uh, you just need to know what questions to ask and what to look out for. And you just need to have an open mind that it has an engine, right? And there's people out there who know the ins and outs of it that you can always go to for extra help if you ever need it or you pass it off to them to, to manage some aspects of it. So it doesn't need to be an overwhelming thing. Um, and we don't need to live in fear that it's going to take our jobs or any of that. Um, I believe that humanity is such that we've had so many um, innovations you know, over the centuries and we've always come out better for it the Industrial Revolution, you know, the, the rise of the internet itself. I mean, in our own lifetime, we didn't have internet. Yeah. I can't even remember. You know, I remember those days, but I can't imagine those days. And it's just yeah, another one of those. Just being open-minded exactly. and open-hearted and, and not 
having fear around it. Yeah. And it's just something we have to adapt to because that's really what it is. Because it is a new revolution. This is absolutely a new revolution right now that we're living through. And we're going to have to adapt to it. And things are going to change and shift and might be uncomfortable sometimes, but it's all going to be better for it over time. Absolutely believe it. It's exciting. It's exciting times. So I'm glad we finally had a conversation about it. And (laughs) we've had plenty of, um, you know, between us. And it is overwhelming to even start to talk about it. I mean, we barely even scratched the surface of what's out there. I mean, hopefully maybe in the show notes, we can put some of the the favorite, uh, the ones that we, we've been using we've and liking. And, yeah, and tinkered with. And there'll be so many more in the next couple of weeks, months, days, probably. Because I'm all down this wormhole of AI. (laughs) (laughs) This may not be our last conversation about AI. (laughs) May not. May not. But hey, we'd love to hear what you're thinking about it. Like, please um, reach out, tell us, uh, send us a note, and just let us know what you're thinking about AI because uh, we'd love to hear. Yeah. At Resilient Entrepreneurs on Instagram, feel free. Let's open up the conversation. Let's get the chat going. Yeah. That's the chat GPT. Just Chad. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm going to stop. <laughs> thanks, partner. We'll talk thanks. again soon. Thanks, everyone. So, thanks for joining us on Resilient Entrepreneurs. We're Laura and Vicky from Two for One. We love supporting entrepreneurs, especially with mindset, marketing, and motivation, which is why we've built an incredible community of business founders who meet weekly in the Level Up League. If you'd like to know more about it, look us up at 241branding.com.